This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, nice to be here. My name is Vinnie White. I'm on for pretty much the next hour with a news-flavoured chicken finger dipped in opinion and slightly dusted with occasional giggles. Uh, you can get in touch with the show on 416-872-1010. You can text the show on 71010. I love summer. I love it. It's so hard to be in a bad mood. Not that I make an effort every morning. But, you know, it's just, it feels good. If you're listening to this podcast in the middle of winter, do you remember how great life used to be? <laughs> and now it's miserable. Uh, but if you're listening to this live on a Sunday evening here in July in one of the best cities in the world, then um, well done us. Pat on the back. Aren't we lovely? Um, I went to the Rib Fest today. That put me in an even better mood. Although I did find out yesterday that I was technically overweight. So I think the best thing to do when you find out you're overweight is to go straight to Rib Fest. That's what any dietitian would advise that's on crack. Um, but I went to Ribfest today and at half a rack. Oh, epic. It was down by Fort York. And so uh, I'm a bit bloated. And occasionally it's repeating on me. Oversharing. That's my trait. Uh, another quest to conquer my slight overweightness. It's, I say I'm overweight, it's BMI, body mass index, and there's a lot of questions about that because obviously as a, a Hulk Hogan lookalike, I'm quite, I've got quite a big, strong upper body, chicken legs, but um, I like to think that I'm not that overweight, it's just that it's muscle. And I've got a particularly big muscle that I call my belly. Um, but no, in, in a quest to combat this, uh, I decided to buy a motorbike again. The first thing that would be uh, advised from a dietitian, and I bought it. Uh, well, I say I bought it, actually. A friend of mine gave it to me, which makes me sound incredibly lucky, and I appreciate that I am. It's not an expensive one, but she's never used it. She hasn't even passed a test. She, she bought it thinking that she was going to use it and then never even bothered doing a test. So as a result, she's uh, just had it in a garage for a couple of years, and she said, well, why don't you use it since you passed yours? So I said, don't mind if I do. She gave me one key to the motorcycle in question. And I thought, don't always feel a bit nervous about having one key. I'll copy that. I'll copy that as soon as the shop opens tomorrow. Went out for a couple of pints. Lost the key. Brilliant. I now have a two-wheeled paperweight in my front yard. So that's good. So if you know how to get a key for a Honda, can you um, text me on 71010? Or if you're, good at, if you're a thief and you're good at hot wiring and you wouldn't mind just hanging around with me for the rest of my life, that's another way around it. No, I don't really know what to do. If you know anything about motorcycles, um, let me know. I know nothing, and the fact that I've got one is probably a bit ridiculous. Very probably my last show. <laughs> no, I'll be very careful, Mum. You, I promise I'll be careful. Um, how are you, Pat? I should say hello. He's working. I shouldn't put him off. He's doing some editing, but it's always nice to have a quick hello. You all right, mate? Hey, I'm fine. You doing some work there? Sorry, I missed that. I just wondered if you were just doing a bit of work, are you? Yeah. Oh, is it for this show? Yep. Bonus pay coming your way. I hope so. <laughs> off your pop, then. Lovely little lad. Not that hard working. I like to keep an eye on him. Um... What else is going on? Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the news, of course. Um, Justin Bieber's back in the news. Yay! 
Justin Bieber got a warning from the city of Toronto after appearing with lions in the city. He's always in trouble for something. Toronto Animal Services say the photos of the pop star posted are prohibited. You can't have lions. Is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> it's a pop culture reference. Uh, Canadian pop icon and hairdo enthusiast Justin Bieber is in hot water yet again over reports that he has appeared with two two young lions at various Toronto events. Uh, Toronto Animal Services said this weekend he uh, they've sent the singer a notice of violation after receiving two complaints that he exhibited lions. I'm sure that a letter from the City of Toronto is all it takes to reform a child star discovered on YouTube that has had little moral guidance in life and uh, owns a pot of cash so big that he could start wallpapering every condo in Toronto with $100 bills. That letter should fix him up. Uh, He's probably still got enough to buy a frappuccino made of the tears of a fairy. Uh, He's got a lot of money, is what I'm saying. One complaint relates to Bieber's being seen uh, with a white lion cub and the other one with a juvenile lion. Ah, Hasn't got the guts for a big lion, has he? Let's see how much of a man you are with a proper one. City bylaws state that no person can keep a prohibited animal in the city, either on a permanent or temporary basis. Exotic cats such as lions and tigers are on the list of banned animals. And if I had access to that list, I'd also say any dog that yaps. But uh, fortunately, I don't have access to it. Uh, The information provided says that the lions came from the Bowmanville Zoo and they were also issued a letter of compliance. A lot of letters going out from the city. Who's paying for this ink? Um, Photos posted online show Bieber cradling a a young lion while shirtless at a Toronto performance. It's bad enough to hold a lion, but to still look great with a shirt off despite having access to all that free beer is unforgivable. He certainly loves animals. Uh, This isn't the first animal-related Bieber hot water story. The young celebrity settled a fine and paid for costs of carrying a monkey into Germany in 2013 without the necessary papers. I don't know what papers you need to bring a monkey into Germany. Is there a monkey passport? Always awkward to stop them smiling in the pictures, I find. Uh, the monkey was seized by customs and Bieber failed to claim the animal. It now lives in a zoo. You know you've got some money and you know you've made it when it doesn't matter if you lose a monkey. I think that's the official moment. If someone took a pot plant from me, I'd be in bits. Anyway, Justin Bieber, in and out of the news for regular things. Best described by a British comedian called Charlie Brooker. Imagine being Justin Bieber. Obviously, it's hard to feel sympathetic for a multi-millionaire pop star, but imagine having Justin Bieber's life. You're followed everywhere you go by intrusive news cameras, pornographically detailing your every encounter with scumbag paparazzi and little whining teenagers shrieking your name. And you have to keep those fickle teenagers happy by jigging about in ghastly pop videos, belting out this god-awful you probably grew out of a few years ago. Everyone who isn't a teenage girl hates you like you're a Nazi made out of spiders. And every time you look in the mirror, Justin Bieber's staring back at you. He sleeps with you, he eats with you, you have to hear his thoughts, you even have to jerk him off. And on top of that, whenever you turn on the TV, there's a bunch of sanctimonious parasites on there getting paid to bitch about what an arrogant, impulsive twat you are. This is a case of too much money, too much stardom, not enough rules and regulations. He needs a timeout, if not a spanking. <laughs> <laughs>
If that was my life, I'd inject heroin into my eyes, set the Lamborghini on fire, and deliberately drive it at 200 miles an hour into the first f***ing wall I saw. Cheerful as ever, Charlie Brooker talking about our famous and sometimes slightly irritating, but uh, musically quite gifted in my opinion, Justin Bieber. I actually did say that and I did genuinely mean it. The last album wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. He didn't write much of it, but it's very good. I know, I know. I'll, I'll retire as soon as I possibly can. I understand you hate me. Uh, it's not the only uh, big cat-related news this week. I saw a shocking video. Uh, Tigers at a wildlife park in Beijing killed a woman and injured another after the pair left their vehicle following a family argument. Yeah, a family argument that got pretty out of hand. The attack took place at a wildlife park in China yesterday. One of the women left the vehicle following an altercation. Not the best advice when there's a few tigers outside. One of the tigers attacked her, attacked her prompting the second woman to go and try and save her. Another tiger then mauled the second woman to death before carrying off her body. The first woman was injured in the attack and uh, the injured woman is recovering in hospital. How does she feel? She got out of a car, got attacked, someone tried to save her and that person got killed. So in a sense, you could say that she caused all this indirectly nonetheless. Uh, the two women were accompanied by a man who aided to the, in the rescue attempts as well and a small child. Luckily, both of those were uninjured. The park does allow visitors to drive their own cars through an open space uh, where the animals roam free. Visitors are cautioned not to get out of their vehicles. I think that's a sign you don't even need to print. Danger, tigers, stay in your car. Hope you've got a crap paint job. Anyway, the park has, uh, has actually had at least one previous tiger attack. A security guard was mauled to death in August 2014. Start feeding your tigers. I think that's what you've got to do. Cough up for some meat. When we come back, we'll talk about all things Newsy Poos. Amanda Capito's going to come in and we'll be talking to her about life's most stressful events and the ones that make you the most happy. See if you can guess what they are. And uh, also we'll be looking at some other shenanigans that have gone on in this crazy little world. See you in a minute. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for your help on my motorcycle issue. In case you missed it, I was given a motorcycle with one key. Very kind of the person that gave it to me. I was very appreciative and then went out uh, that night. Uh, not with the motorbike, so I don't even know why I had the key, but uh, I lost it and it was the only key. So now I have a very large and fairly unusable motorcycle, which I'm looking forward to pushing all the way to a motorcycle store. Um, but your advice has come in, and a lot of people said, why don't you talk to Bullard? Yeah, I will actually. He's good at that, isn't he? He's all about the bikes. I have to say my experience of it so far isn't very good. I've only ridden it once, and I got stuck on the lakeshore, which sounds great, doesn't it, lakeshore? But actually, there are large swathes, large sections of the lakeshore highway that are, in fact, underneath... A highway surrounded by condos, hotter than the sun, trapped fumes from stationary trucks and a mild smell of piss. It's like a sort of parking lot stairway. And, uh, of course, I'm quite safe because it's my first uh, attempt at riding a bike on the public roads. I have got a licence, don't panic. Um, so I was wearing a leather jacket. So um, that was a lovely experience. There's nothing 
better than filling your own sweat and smelling yourself as you slowly boil in the bag. Welcome to downtown motorbiking. I suppose the point really is to bugger off to Niagara or something, which I shall do when I get the old key. But so far, it's been a tragically harrowing and quite boring experience. The other thing is in Europe, right, when I used to ride a moped in London, when the light goes red, you filter what we call filter to the front. Well, here it's called splitting traffic and it's illegal, which makes me think, why didn't I buy a car? Because you basically act like a car, don't you? When you're on a motorbike in North America, you have to pretend you're a car. You just have that slight disadvantage of the fact that it's always freezing cold and you haven't got a car. So I, I, know I sound terribly grim about the whole affair, but so far it's been a terrible experience. So hopefully next week I'll be a bit more joyous. By that point I'll have the thing running and hopefully I'll have uh, taken it for a spin, yeah? And also, look at me. I don't look like a biker. I'm like this little dude. I'm, I, my stubble's uneven. I suppose the only thing is that I am it's bang on with my midlife crisis. At a textbook. Textbook cliche. I'm 40 next year. Boom! In comes the bike. So predictable. Um, I want your advice on something, dear listener. I wonder if you can help me. I need some it's social advice. I run this business, right? And I had an experience this week. And I don't know if I handled it very well. And I want to know if you would have done what I did. Because I don't, I, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. So I want to throw something out there. Okay. So I own this company. I won't bang on about it, but it's called MrPhotoCanvas.com. I have to do it in that voice. It's, it's stuck in my brain. MrPhotoCanvas.com. It puts um, photographs and artwork on, on canvas. And you can like reproduce your dear loved ones uh, at their best element. And then uh, stick it up on your wall and look at them all day long. And so I didn't sell that very well, did I? That sounds terrible. Why not use someone else's loved one? Much better. And so, yeah, I do that, right? And this guy came in, and I won't name him, um, but he knows who he is. He came in this week, and he was on his phone, and I kind of hate that, you know, because you don't have to come in. It's hot enough. It's not like you're getting out of the cold. So you could have stood outside. So I listened to the end of his call, which was the most boring call ever. It was about what he was having for dinner that night. If you're interested, lasagna. No, nor was I. And um, so he talks about that, presumably with his wife, I don't know. And then he got off the phone, and then he used his phone to show me the picture that he wants to blow up on canvas. And that's quite normal. That's, like, totally acceptable. So then I asked him to email it, and he used his phone to email it to me so I could blow it up on my computer and show him how it would look like and all this kind of thing. So he did that. Then he just started just looking at his phone. At this point, he looked at me for, uh, I'd say, all in all, three seconds. He's been in the shop for nearly five minutes, right? Then he starts tweeting, and I can see what he's doing. So I've blown up his picture, and I'm trying to show him it. I'm saying, like, here's your proof. This is how it will look on canvas. And he says, hang on. I'm like, oh, sorry, am I, am I interrupting you? With as much sarcasm as I could muster without being generally offensive. And he said, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just tweeting that I'm here. Who cares that you're here? And why am I waiting for you? So then he started... Uh, what was he doing? It's everything you can do on a phone. And then he was on Facebook while I was trying to show him this thing. Then he gave me a bit of artistic direction on it to change it. And while I was doing that, he was ordering himself an Uber, which, can you do that when you leave? And then he did something else. And in the end, I said, and this is where I don't know if I did the right thing, because he's a customer. I said, um, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to carry on with this project until you put that phone down. In a smartly condescending mode, 
Pat, so far, is that all right? Yeah, sure. Is it? Could you afford to lose that business? Yes. Yeah. I think that that was not not bad at all. Because okay, good. Because he was quite offended by that, and he said someone said that to me this week in a coffee shop, and I said maybe this is a lesson. Anyone who tweets where they are who's not famous, I mean, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. No one cares. But I should be less sanctimonious on account of the fact that, in a sense, you could say he was advertising my business by telling everyone where he was. But I, I'd just rather you didn't. Do you really think people take his advice on <laughs> where to buy things? No, because he was a prick. Exactly. <laughs> they just probably go, oh. The, f- the fact that he reacted so harshly to that. Yeah. He's a wimp. That was his thing. He goes, oh, I, was, I can even tell you what he said. He said, I was in Jimmy's coffee shop a couple of days ago, and they wouldn't serve me because I'm on my phone. What, like, what do you expect me to say at that point? Oh, it's awful, isn't it, that people actually want you to look at them? Isn't that a nightmare? Do you remember the days when we didn't have phones and we had to do that every day? You should have said one more person tells you that, then you know you're the problem. Yes, thank God. See, I'm going to invent an app for this. I've got, an, I was, ironically, want to invent an app for a phone that's called Shudda. And, it, and you put in the scenario and it tells you what you should have said. That could, that could catch on. Do you know what I mean? It's crowdsourced. So everyone puts all their scenarios and their quick witty answers in and you can just do it. You know? And there's a generic one as well. So if you just want to offend someone, you just press, just press the offensive button and it says something about his mother being fat. The rapid fire one. What? Have you got any? No, no. Mm. God, no. I'm the worst at it. I know. It's always so easy afterwards, isn't it? Lying in bed and you come up with it. And that was the annoying thing. I actually was lying in bed and I thought of some good things I could have said to him. And I'm like, I can't believe that I'm, I could be looking at pornography right now and I'm thinking about this guy. So anyway, was I right in asking him to put his phone down? Was he right in being hostile on that request? Or, or am I just old? Am I just an old dude that doesn't understand how the world works and I should shut up and let him do his tweeting because that's the new world and I should suck it up and get on with it because I live in downtown groovy cosmopolitan Canada and I should shut up and deal with it. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Weird week, wasn't it? Very weird. I don't know if it's because I watch too much news, but I feel like there's more news than ever, and a lot of it's bad. That's the most stupid thing I think I've ever said. I totally regret. Can we start this again? That was simplistic, borderline patronising, and a foolish, overgeneralised thing to say. I take it back immediately, and uh, I'll stick to the good stuff. Sandwich hauling a squirrel. Steal spotlight from one-legged seagull. Now, that's what you want. That's an actual headline. So good, I'm going to do it again. Sandwich-hauling squirrel steal spotlight from one-legged seagull. That is gold. Uh, the story's boring, but the headline's quite interesting. Uh, a Canadian man excitedly filmed a squirrel with only one leg, capturing footage of the squirrel carrying an entire pizza up a tree. The whole sandwich. Uh. Happened in Montreal. It's uh, nail biting stuff. It's a one legged seagull hopping through a park. He had gold with that. That was already gold. Then, bonus, seagull flies off. Happy ending. <laughs> in comes a, a squirrel with a whole sandwich. 
Like, like both of those things without the one leg and the sandwich are pretty cool. Brilliant. So the seagull takes off flying and the focus shifts to a nearby squirrel nibbling a whole pizza. And then, comedy gold, squirrel looks at the camera, eh? like does a double take, runs in midair, uh, wildy coyote, goes up a tree with a whole sandwich. Mate, you don't need to worry about terror attacks. Forget it. Hard-hitting news on News Talk 1010. <laughs> oh, it's the best thing I've seen today. I'm very simple. Um, so, what am I going to talk about? Well, in a minute, uh, our dear Amanda Capito is coming in, right? She'll talk about all things newsy poos. I want to run through uh, some of your texts as well. Not one person has, uh, for a want of a better way of putting this, not sided with me about the phone thing, all right? So text so far that came in on 71010. Why should you have to wait for someone to use their phone? Uh, someone else says, what's happened to manners and etiquette? Good for you for telling him to put his phone down. This is a guy in my shop this week that decided to ignore me and use his phone in front of me for ages and do, like, just everything you can do on a phone apart from masturbate, thankfully. Although in some ways I'd have preferred that. I don't know if that's uh, weird on me or him. Uh, either way, I just suppose it was it was a tantalisingly difficult experience because there was only me and him in the room and I, in the end, refused to serve him on account of the fact that he wouldn't look at me. And then it was just really embarrassing. And his comeback was, oh, I had this the other day. Well, yeah, you'll probably get it again. So uh, if you're on his side, do let me know. Or if you're him. And there's a great uh, sign in a coffee shop near me that says... We won't interrupt you from your phone call because we know it's important to you, which is the best Canadian, slightly passive-aggressive way of saying we're not going to serve you if you're on your phone. I love it. So I'm going to... If only I knew somewhere that could print a sign on canvas. Oh! If only. So I think I'll make that this week. That will that will finish that problem. And then you don't even have to say anything. You just point at the sign and go, hey, <clears throat> you know? Or at that point, maybe I should text these people because that seems to be the only way that they respond. It was bad enough in the old days. Now everyone's playing Pokemon. I got walked walked into on the street twice by people playing Pokemon this week. And I don't know how to deal with that either. Because in a way, I want to go, go get them, kids. But in another way, I want to say, oh, you're a loser. They were very apologetic. One said, sorry, I'm trying to catch a Pokemon. You know you live in 2016 when that happens. That, that would have freaked me out. That did, actually, I'll say that. It did freak me out. But when did that? become acceptable Madness. Um, more news this week came out of the uh, very bizarre world that was the Republican National Convention I won't go on about it because we've all heard the plagiarism and all that stuff uh, but one thing that may have escaped you this week is that George Harrison's estate weren't too happy with Trump and the boys and girls because uh, they had unauthorised usage of here comes the sun yeah, when the House band at the Republican National Convention played Here Comes the Sun as, is it Ivanka, I believe? Ivanka Trump walked on stage. The estate of late Beatle George Harrison was not happy about it. They tweeted, the estate of George Harrison tweeted, the unauthorised use of Here Comes the Sun at the Republican Convention was offensive and against the wishes of the George Harrison estate. And they went on to say, and I love this, if it had been Beware of the Darkness... We might have approved it. Gold. 
Ladies and gentlemen, she came in with Grace. She's got a lovely face. Her name is Amanda Capito. Hello. Hello. Where have you been? I've been beside myself. Oh, I'm sorry. I just ran back from Collingwood. Oh, well done. Thank you. It was Elvis weekend in Collingwood. What does that mean? All the Elvises go there. How many Elvises? Lots. What is plural for Elvis? Elvisi. <laughs> Elvi. <laughs> but you know, there's no. I was just forced to think there was no other. There's no other star that is impersonated as much as Elvis. Like it is a cult-like following. Yeah. And I don't think anyone. There's no musician of this era that will be, um, you know, followed. Like he is. The only one that comes close and not that close is Michael Jackson. Yeah, but not even... Because this was like a weekend. It was an Elvis weekend where all the Elvises came and performed back to back to back. There must be a Michael Jackson weekend somewhere, though. I guess. Your point still stands that there's way more Elvis weekends and well uh, impersonators. Yeah, I guess also because Michael Jackson's a little bit harder to impersonate. That's true. Like, even look-wise, it's just not even real, right? Yeah. Where Elvis, you can just have that haircut and you'll look like him. Yeah, it's sort of an instant Elvis, isn't it? Yeah, it's an... and bonus points because you put on a massive set of shades, so yep. it doesn't matter what your, your ethnicity look, is. You can pull it off. You're and, rocking and it and get the good outfit, like very distinct outfit. Do you like Elvis? I like now. I don't even know what Elvis is anymore. <laughs> you know what's the true Elvis? I've seen. Obviously, I I, I missed his the prime of his career. Yeah, but like. From what I know and then what I've just seen, I've just seen so many fakes that I don't even know anymore. I guess I like it because I feel like I have to. That's so interesting. I, I feel, now you say it, I feel like he's been diluted by the fakes. Yes. And he's become this sort of, because he is quite comical anyway. It's, it's like a cartoon. Speaking, speaking he's, like this. It's kind of funny. He's uh, like a mascot. Yeah, so now like he's become a bit of a joke, hasn't he? Yeah. It's like, and there's plastic dashboards, Elvises, and things like that. Yeah. It's so sugary kitsch. Yeah, it's almost tacky. Yeah. The, 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 white, almost... the white onesie? Yeah. Like, someone was wearing that today, and I go, you can never wear that anywhere else. Actually, you don't even need the shades in the hair, do you? <laughs> just the white onesie. Yeah, Elvis. You, Elvis. You can even just to see his packet and everything below it. <laughs> and the, an extremely low-cut V. Like, this outfit is ridiculous, if you just take it for what it yeah. is. But yet it is so cool because it's Elvis. Also, he might be slightly more appreciated and mimicked because, to my knowledge, he didn't do anything naughty with children. <laughs> Compared to Michael Jackson, you're saying? Yeah. I guess. But I just it's just still a weird phenomenon. I think me. Michael Jackson... If Michael Jackson wasn't so bizarre... Yeah. Then he'd probably have... He'd, he'd nearly be there. Maybe. But if you were to give me an Elvis suit and a Michael Jackson suit, I'm going Elvis. Yeah. It's I can sexier. Do, I can do this, and I don't need a moonwalk. <laughs> he sounds like a sort of dog. Hi, I'm over. You've been to one of these weekends, haven't you? No, the only time <laughs> I've ever seen one was when I went to um, Niagara Falls. Okay. And there was one there, which apparently there's always one there. Is that true? An Elvis. You're yeah, saying, an Elvis, I yeah. thought you meant like a weekend. It uh, was absolutely shocking. It was one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, he murdered him. Murdered him. If, I, if anyone ever liked Elvis and they saw that, they'd have gone, I'm out. You got to go to the Collingwood Elvis weekend. I mean, they were really good. But thank you for running here. I believe, Patrico, do we have to do... <laughs> Patrico! Oh. Mate, it's all culture here. <laughs> do we have to do a um, break? I could. So that do I have to do one before the show's over? Yeah, at least one. All right. We're going to get that out of the way then, right? What I was thinking 
if it's right with you. Okay. Is it's a bit bleak, but I'm sure we'll chirp it up a bit. Do you want to talk about life's most stressful events? Can't wait. <laughs> There's been a, a list of 15 things that cause you the most stress. Okay. So we're going to go through them. And uh, you, can, you can sort of play, play along at home and tick them off. <laughs> like the saddest game of bingo you've ever had. Oh, sounds fun. And uh, if you get a full house, then uh, you'll be incredibly depressed. Uh, but then to counter that, we're also going to talk about the things that make you the happiest in life. All that to come on News Talk 1010. <laughs> You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. If you want to download the show, you can go to newstalk1010.com. Find me at the bottom of the list. Hmm? Nobody loves Vinnie. And uh, of hosts, that is. I'm at the bottom of the list. I suppose, actually, I've just thought about it. Is it alphabetical? Yeah. Stop complaining. <laughs> Completely unnecessary moan, wasn't it? <laughs> My name's Vinnie White, of course I'm at the end. I was always at the end of the class register as well. Or what do you call it, roll call or something? Like the attendance list? Attendance list. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> we invented a perfectly good language and you've destroyed it. The roll call? Uh, that we didn't do. <laughs> really I, thought, that, I thought that's what you called it. We call it a register. That's weird too. It's <laughs> a so, so, so sex offenders register. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I used to be at the end of that. So it's good. So you could get to school a bit later by about 30 seconds and you could slide in and, and do your you. business. Okay. You're right. You look very hot <laughs> in every sense. Oh, I did run here. Uh, I was a little bit behind. But I was, I was on the subway coming mm. and um, I was putting on my makeup as I was on the subway uh, since I knew I was running a little bit, little bit late. I actually had a man come up to me. And sit down beside me. First to say, oh, oh, it smells really nice here. It must be you. Okay. And then he said, as I was putting on my makeup, he goes, I sure hope you're not going to work right now. That's him calling me a prostitute, right? Oh, is it? Oh, no. Surely not. I think so. Oh, hang on. No, because he might think you're a server. Right? I'd, why would he say it like that? I sure hope you're not going to work right as I'm putting on makeup. Because it's Sunday night and he doesn't want you to go to work at this hour. I just don't know where that was. And then I just went, no. 71010, did he mean a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> Text it now. Did, by the way, just sort of visual representation so people understand. If you're a prostitute, you're really crap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and, oh, I better quantify what I just said. You're, you're dressed very respectfully, beautifully, but respectfully. Thank you. Did I get out of that okay? <laughs> I am. I'm wearing long sleeves. Yeah. I'm wearing long sleeves. It's a dress. It's a short dress, but it covers me. I hope you're not going to work. I hope, sure hope you're not going to work right now. Oh, that's really... And he'd already said, it smells nice around here. Yeah. Oh, Clarice. I don't want you to go to work. Why don't you come and live in my garage? <laughs> That's exactly what I took it as. I'll lock it. In many ways, you'll probably enjoy it. Oh, I've always been worryingly good at that voice. Yeah, I stop know, it now. I know. I do it to my girlfriend sometimes. Come here. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I know. I can't help it. She runs a mile, let me tell you. Right, let's move on to what I was going to talk about. A very cheerful thing. Stress. Okay. So, two researchers in 1967 uh, were combing through the medical records of about 5,000 patients with an eye of seeing if there was a connection between illness and stressful events. Their names, Thomas Holmes and Richard uh, uh, Ray. And they found that there was a very strong correlation against these things. So, the correlation was so strong that the stressful events could be ranked on a scale from the most stressful to the least stressful, indicating 
which event put people at higher risk of becoming ill as a result. The body and mind are more and more connected than we ever thought, in other words. Right. This became known as the Holmes and Ray Stress Scale, and these results were published in a social uh, social um, uh, publication. So, I, think, I believe it was The Lancet or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, what happened after that is that they've gone back to this, and they've gone back to this very recently, to test, with all our new information, if this is true. If the, ch- the more stressed you are, the more chance of illness you get. And so what they did, they gave a scale, uh, the whole thing, to 2,500 military members and asked them to rank stressful events in their lives. Then they followed the sailors for six months, tracking their visits to the dispensary to see if there was a correlation between life stress and their visits to the doctor. And once again, the study found that there absolutely is. So very long-winded way of saying, if you're more stressed, you're more likely to be ill. And the more stressed you are, the more chance you've got of being ill. And they can scale the events that are most likely to cause that. Okay. And so I thought I'd run through them. Okay. Um, so we can check them off and hopefully not have any of these. Uh, and number 15 on the life's most stressful events, it's business readjustment. So like getting a new job. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. that's quite stressful. Uh, gaining a new family member. Gaining is at number 14. Well, yeah, like having a kid. That's got to be hard. Yeah, that's probably extremely stressful. I've shied away from that. Um, <laughs> number 13, sex difficulties. Yeah. Cause General. Because you, pro- you probably can't talk about it with everyone. Then I'm going to speed through. Pregnancy at number 12. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's gone through this, by the way, well done so far. Because pregnancy and um, sex difficulties and gaining a new family member are all in one... Little bucket. Yeah. Aren't they, really? Yeah. Um, retirement is number 10 at the most stressful thing you can do. Really? Yeah. I guess if you're not financially prepared? Um, I think, I mean, I'm just really, I'm going to guess. I think it's probably more, I don't know what to do every day. Yeah, like you're going to be bored, you need yeah. hobbies. Purpose is lacking. And also, I think the cruel joke of retirement is a lot of the time you look forward to it all your life and then you get there and all your mates are dead. Yeah. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. Or they've moved away or something. Um, <laughs> cheerful Sunday night topic. Sorry. So glad you picked this. I'm so glad. I just started reading. I'm not, not even in the tens yet. I'm already feeling a bit blue. Number nine, marital reconciliation. That's stressful. Fired at work. That's stressful. I've had that. that yeah, is isn't that business stressful. readjustment? Okay, sure. Um, number seven is marriage. As the most stressful thing. Now, does that mean the event? The of... wedding, maybe. Mm, that's yeah. pretty stressful, isn't it? I think. Personal injury or illness. Death of a close family member. Going to jail is at number four. Well, no, duh. Um, number three is marital separation. Just the separation. Okay. Number two, divorce. Oh. And then number one, the most stressful thing that you can have in your life is death of a spouse. Okay, this really just boils down to like two things. It's your your family relationship. Yeah, it is, because and, that's all that really matters. And then it? job retirement yeah. and firing. It's really one of those. And probably, two. and in, in, in a sense, in that order as well. Yeah. Who am I with and do I get on with them? And if I don't, that's a nightmare. And if they're dead, it's going to be difficult. And Where are you going every day? And what are you doing every day? Yeah. Life's but that is all simple. life. Yeah, that's what your life it? is. Yeah. Now, in reaction to this, which is rather depressing, so I'm happy to move on to the next bit, they've now come up with a list of the best moments in your life. And this, again, was asking a couple of thousand people. This is not an official uh, medical journal thing. Okay. But I'm going to now list the best things, the 15, that have been used to sort of balance this rather depressing list. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you can be a bit smug if you've ticked some of these off. Okay. Number 15, 
listening to that song that reminds you of an important person in your life. Oh, isn't that nice? Isn't that lovely? Beautiful. Bieber. <laughs> uh, number 14, just watching a sunset. It's one of the least stressful and most happy things that you can do. Mm. Uh, 13, accidentally hearing someone say something good about you. That is a really good thing. I honestly don't think that's ever happened to me. Really? I, I can't remember it. <laughs> no one says anything good about you. Is that what well, it I've is? I've never walked in and gone, Finny's a great bloke. He's gorgeous. And like, lo- after, what about when you meet someone and then you're like walking away and then b- behind you they're going, I love that guy. I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, Equally, I don't think I hate that guy. I've ever heard that. I think people just feel remarkably neutral to me in every possible sense. Okay, okay. I'm just sort of like... It's a, a bit unfortunate. Yeah. It's like I'm a bit of fluff in the corner of the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that. Now, uh, receiving or giving your first kiss. Okay, that was a long I hated time that, ago. didn't you? Uh, no. I think it was happy. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know the rules. You I didn't, didn't know ex- what you I had no idea people put tongues in. <laughs> you got tongue on your first kiss? Mate, have you seen me? Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, she was a lot older as well. Actually, this is this is why it was so harrowing. This is honestly true. I think I was 13. She popped a tongue in over the moon, ofs. Loved it. <laughs> she was really gorgeous as well. Then she goes, don't ever tell anyone about this. What? Yeah. Well, who was this? Sasha Rigg. You know who you are. But was she like Sasha Was she Rick. like your teacher? No. <laughs> you're making it sound. Like... She was sixty-two. Yeah, so you're making it sound. No, like... she, she was a couple of years older than me. And when you think about it, girls are always more mature than um, yeah. men, anyway, particularly young boys. So yeah. for a fifteen-year-old to snogger, snog as we call it in the UK, is snog. the oh art of gosh. using tongues. Okay. Um, yeah, we're a very mature nation. <laughs> she gave me a snog. Um, for a fifteen-year-old to get a snog, sorry, from a thirteen-year-old to get a fifteen-year-old girl snogging, she probably wasn't snogging. that proud. Snogging. Oh my gosh, there's so many uses of this horrible <laughs> word. A girl I snog, snogging. You snog. She snogs. <laughs> and we're both snogging. It's a lovely verb. <laughs> it doesn't mean. Anything more than just heavy petting. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on rather quickly. Your, your first kiss was apparently fantastic, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was lovely. What's his name? Curtis. What's his last name? Wilton. Oh, <laughs> so embarrassing. I thought you were going to say Steigers. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Number 10, laughing at yourself. You just do did that. that. Yeah. <laughs> just as cute. Number nine of the most happy and best moments in your life and things that make you less stressed. Um, finding some money in some old pants. I love finding that's anything a... in old pants. Like even a little bobby pin. That's a great, that's a win for me. Mm. I prefer cold hard cash. <laughs> I'm a capitalist. Uh, finding some money in old pants is number nine. Number eight, being part of an interesting conversation. A bit brief, isn't it? Oh, every that... Sunday night hey! between me and you. Thank oh. you, darling. <laughs> I'll just rip that one in there. <laughs> Number seven, passing your final exams with good grades. Never done it. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Oh, rubbing in. Of course. Number six of the life's best moments and things that de-stress you. Getting out of the shower and wrapping yourself with a warm, fuzzy towel. I guess I don't take enough time to appreciate that moment. I love um, hotel towels because mine are a bit manky at home. Maybe you should get new ones. Well, I made the money. Yeah. Towels are like $30. If you'd like to donate a towel to the Vinnie Fund. Very weird. Yeah, that's a bit odd. <laughs> Don't take stray towels for people. Please. Make sure they're unwashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> where are we? Number five, going to sleep listening to the sound of pouring rain outside. I do like that. I haven't got to drinking yet. Um, 
Number four, listening to your favourite song on the radio. By the way, that number 15, going back yeah, to it, was listening to a song that reminds you of an important person in your too life. repetitive. Surely, yeah. Uh, number three of life's best moments, apparently. Uh, enjoying a ride down a country lane. Okay, like a nice drive. I suppose so. Yeah, it didn't... Um, it could be a motorcycle or a horse, one would assume. <laughs> Any form of transport, really. Um, laughing till your stomach hurts is one of life's best moments. Beautiful. Yeah, that is great, isn't it? It's a good feeling. That's such a lovely thing. And then, according to the two and a half thousand people that made this survey, and this will be a, a real knife in the heart of anyone that's not in a relationship, I'm afraid, the number one best moment in life, the best thing you can have, is the feeling of falling in love. Beautiful. There you are. Thank I mean, you. Never felt so bloody lonely in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, Pat? Does any of those resonate with you? I hated a lot of it. <laughs> Not done any justice. Falling asleep to rain is good. Yeah. Better than the gunshots. Uh, so it was a bit dark, wasn't it? Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so hopefully uh, everyone feels reasonably confident that their uh, life is good. If not, then, you know, don't worry about it. It'll all be all right in the end, won't it? We're only just dancing around on this silly little planet for some reason. We haven't worked it out yet, but might as well have a bit of a laugh doing it. That's what I say. Do you want to go to the pub now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Drink away the sorrows. <laughs> Take care. See you next week. My Bye. name's Vinnie White. That is Amanda Capito. Patrick was pushing buttons, and you've been listening, and we thank you very much for it. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 